Hare Krishna, <clears throat> my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in The Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. I'm here with our trusty assistant and friend, Abhay Das Brahmachari, trying to keep the atmosphere going. Um, and the way to do it is to keep hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam in the association of those who like to hear it. Yes. We hope you're all safe and sound and uh, happy as you can be in these troubled times we're going through. But this is the way that we can stay happy by hearing about Krishna with the devotees regularly. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya The Srimad Bhagavata Mahimastotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami uh, tells it like it is. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnadya Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the <clears throat> rich, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir, of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvada Sarvasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manisdadagamad Bhagya Mat Anandanamastute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin atini chochata kada hanamunchagadachin mam premdarit kantayokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the 22nd chapter of the 4th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. We're going to hear about Prithu Maharaja's meeting 
with the four Kumaras. We're beginning with text six. The four great sages were elder to Lord Shiva, and when they were seated on the golden throne, they appeared just like blazing fire on an altar. Maharaj Prithu, out of his great gentleness and respect for them, began to speak with great restraint as follows. Purport The Kumaras are described herein as the elder brothers of Lord Shiva. When the Kumaras were born out of the body of Lord Brahma, they were requested to get married and increase the population. In the beginning of the creation, there was a great need of population. Therefore, Lord Brahma was creating one son after another and ordering them to increase. However, when the Kumaras were requested to do so, they declined. However, when the Kumaras were... Uh, they wanted to remain brahmachari throughout life and be engaged fully in the devotional service of your Lord. The Kumaras are called Naishtika Brahmachari, meaning they are, they are never to marry. Because of their refusal to marry, Lord Brahma became so angry that his eyes became reddish. From between his eyes, Lord Shiva or Rudra appeared. The mode of anger is consequently known as Rudra. Lord Shiva also, Lord Shiva also has a Sampradaya party known as the Rudra Sampradaya and they are also known as Vaishnavas. Text 7 <clears throat> King Prithu spoke, My dear great sages, auspiciousness personified, it is very difficult for even the mystic yogis to see you. Indeed, you are very rarely seen. I do not know what kind of pious activity I performed for you to grace me by appearing before me without difficulty. Purport When something uncommon happens in one's progressive spiritual life, it should be understood to be incurred by agyata sukriti or pious activities beyond one's knowledge. To see personally the Supreme Personality of Godhead or His pure devotee is not an ordinary incident. When such things happen, they should be understood to be caused by previous pious activity as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 7.28 Yesham Tvantagadang Papam Jananam Punya Karmanam One who is completely freed from all the resultant actions of sinful activities and who is absorbed only in pious activities can engage in devotional service. Although Maharaj Prithu's life was full of pious activities, he was wondering how his audience with the Kumaras happened. He could not imagine what kind of pious activities he had performed. This is a sign of humility on the part of King Prithu, whose life was so full of pious activities that even Lord Vishnu came to see him and predicted 
that the Kumaras would also come. Text 8 Any person upon whom the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas are pleased can achieve anything which is very rare to obtain in this world, as well as after death. Not only that, but one also receives the favor of the auspicious Lord Shiva and Lord Vishnu, who accompany the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas. Purport The Brahmanas and Vaishnavas are the bearers of Lord Vishnu, the all-auspicious. As confirmed in the Brahma Samhita, 538. The devotees, out of their extreme love for Govinda, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, always carry the Lord within their hearts. The Lord is already in the heart of everyone, but the Vaishnavas and the Brahmanas actually perceive and see Him always in ecstasy. Therefore, Brahmanas and Vaishnavas are carriers of Vishnu. Wherever they go, Lord Vishnu, Lord Shiva, or the devotees of the Lord Vishnu are all carried. The four Kumaras are Brahmanas, and they visited the place of Maharaj Prithu. Naturally, Lord Vishnu and his devotees were also present. Under the circumstances, the conclusion is that when the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas are pleased with a person, Lord Vishnu is also pleased. This is confirmed by Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in his eight stanzas on the spiritual master. Yasya Prasadad Bhagavat Prasadaha By pleasing the spiritual master, who is both Brahmana and Vaishnava, one pleases the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If the Supreme Personality of Godhead is pleased, then one has nothing more to achieve, either in this world or after death. Text 9 Prithu Maharaj continued, Although you are traveling in all planetary systems, people cannot know you, just as they cannot know the Supersoul, although he is within everyone's heart, as the witness of everything. Even Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva cannot understand the Supersoul. Purport <clears throat> In the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is said, Muhyanti Yat Suryaha. Great demigods like Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, Indra, and Chandra are sometimes bewildered trying to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It so happened that when Krishna was present on this planet, Lord Brahma and King Indra also mistook him. And what to speak of great yogis or jnanis? who conclude that the Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead, is impersonal. In the same way, great personalities and Vaishnavas, like the four Kumaras, are also invisible to ordinary persons, although they are traveling all over the universe 
in different planetary systems. When Sanatana Goswami went to see Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he could not be recognized by Chandrasekhar Acharya. The conclusion is that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is situated in everyone's heart and His pure devotees, the Vaishnavas, are also traveling all over the world. But those who are under the modes of material nature cannot understand the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the source of this cosmic manifestation, or the Vaishnavas. It is said, therefore, that one cannot see the Supreme Personality of Godhead or a Vaishnava with his material eyes. One has to purify his senses and engage in the service of the Lord. Then, gradually, one can realize who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and who is a Vaishnava. Text 10 A person who is not very rich and is attached to family life becomes highly glorified when saintly persons are present in his home. The master and servants who are engaged in offering the exalted visitors water, a sitting place, and paraphernalia for reception are glorified, and the home itself is also glorified. Purport Materially, if a man is not very rich, he is not glorious. And spiritually, if a man is too attached to family life, he is also not glorious. But saintly persons are quite ready to visit the house of a poor man or a man who is attached to material family life. When this happens, the owner of the house and his servants are glorified because they offer water for washing the feet of a saintly person, sitting places, and other things to receive him. The conclusion is the conclusion is that if a saintly person goes to the house of even an unimportant man, such a person becomes glorious by his blessings. It is therefore the Vedic system that a householder invite a saintly person in, in his home to receive his blessings. This system is still current in India and therefore saintly persons wherever they go are hosted by the householders who in turn get an opportunity to receive transcendental knowledge. It is the duty of a sannyasi therefore to travel everywhere just to favor the householders who are generally ignorant of the values of spiritual life. It may be argued that all householders are not very rich and that one cannot receive great saintly persons or preachers because they are always accompanied by their disciples. If a householder is to receive a saintly person, he has to receive his entourage also. It is said in the Shastras that Durvasa Muni was always accompanied by 60,000 disciples and that if there was a little discrepancy in their reception, he would be very angry and would sometimes 
curse the host. <laughs> the fact is that every householder, regardless of his position or economic condition, can at least receive saintly guests with great devotion and offer them drinking water, for drinking water is available always. In India, the custom is that even an ordinary person is offered a glass of water if he suddenly visits and one cannot offer him foodstuff. If there is no water, then one can offer a sitting place, even if on a straw even if it is even if it is on straw mats. And if one has no straw mat, he can immediately cleanse the ground and ask the guest to sit there. Supposing that a householder cannot even do that, then with folded hands he can simply receive the guest, saying, Welcome. And if he cannot do that, then he should feel very sorry for his poor condition and shed tears and simply offer obeisances with his whole family, wife and children. In this way, he can satisfy any guest, even if the guest is a saintly person or a king. Text 11 On the contrary, even though full of opulence, on the contrary, even though full of all opulence and material prosperity, any householder's house where the devotees of the Lord are never allowed to come in and where there is no water for washing their feet is to be considered a tree in which all venomous serpents live. Purport In this verse, the word Tirtapadiya indicates devotees of Lord Vishnu or Vaishnavas. As far as Brahmanas are concerned, in the previous verse, in the, the mode of reception has already been described. Now in this verse, special stress is being given to the Vaishnavas. Generally, the sannyasis or those in the renounced order of life take trouble to enlighten the householders. There are Ekadandi sannyasis and Tridandi sannyasis. The Ekadandi sannyasis are generally followers, followers of Shankaracharya and are known as Mayavadi sannyasis, whereas the Tridandi sannyasis are followers of Vaishnava acharyas, Ramanujacharya, Madhvacharya, and so on. And they take trouble to enlighten the householders. Ekadandi sannyasis can be situated on the platform of pure Brahman because they are aware that the spirit soul is different from the body, but they are mainly impersonalists. The Vaishnavas know that the absolute truth is the supreme person and that the Brahman effulgence is based on the supreme personality of Godhead, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. 1427 Brahmano hi pratishtaham The conclusion is that Tirtapadiya refers to Vaishnavas. In the Bhagavatam 113.10 there is also another reference Tirti Kurvanti Tirtani Wherever he goes a Vaishnava immediately makes that place a Tirta a place of pilgrimage. The Vaishnava sannyasis travel all over the world 
to make every place a place of pilgrimage, a place of pilgrimage by the touch of their lotus feet. It is mentioned here that any house which does not receive a Vaishnava in the manner already explained in the previous verse is to be considered the residential quarters of venomous serpents. It is said that around the sandalwood tree, which is a very valuable tree, there is a venomous serpent. Sandalwood is very cold and venomous serpents, because of their poisonous teeth, are always very warm and they take shelter of the sandalwood trees to become cooler. Similarly, there are many rich men who keep watchdogs or doormen and put up signs that say, Do not enter, trespassers, not allowed, beware of the dog, etc. Sometimes in Western countries, a trespasser is shot and there is no crime in such shooting. This is the position of demoniac householders. And such houses are considered to be the residential quarters of venomous snakes. The members of such families are no better than snakes because snakes are very much envious and when that envy is directed to the saintly persons, their position becomes more dangerous. It is said by Chanika Pandit that there are two envious living entities, the snake and the envious man. The envious man is more dangerous than the snake because a snake can be subdued by charming mantras or by some herbs, but an envious person cannot be pacified by any means. Text 12 Maharaj Prithu offered his welcome to the four Kumaras, addressing them as the best of the Brahmanas. He welcomed them, saying, From the beginning of your birth, you strictly observe the vows of celibacy, and although you are experienced in the path of liberation, you are keeping yourselves just like small children. Purport the specific importance of the Kumaras is that they were brahmacharis living the life of celibacy from birth. They kept themselves as small children, about four or five years old, because by growing into youth, one's senses becomes, sometimes become disturbed and celibacy becomes difficult. The Kumaras therefore purposefully remained children because in a child's life, the senses are never disturbed by sex. This is the significance of the life of the Kumaras. And as such, Maharaj Prithu addressed them as the best of the Brahmanas. Not only were the Kumaras born of the best Brahmana, Lord Brahma, but they are addressed here, herein as Dvija Shreshta, the best of the Brahmanas. <clears throat> on account of their being Vaishnavas also. I'll read that again. Not only were the Kumaras born of the best Brahmana, Lord Brahma, but they are addressed herein as Dvija Shreshta, 
the best of the brahmanas on account of their being Vaishnavas also. As we have already explained, they have their sampradaya, disciplic succession, and even to date, the sampradaya is being maintained and is known as the Nimbarka Sampradaya. Out of the four Sampradayas of the Vaishnava Acharyas, the Nimbarka Sampradaya is one. Maharaj Prithu specifically appreciated the position of the Kumaras because they maintained the Brahmacharya vow from the very beginning of their birth. Maharaj Prithu, however, expressed his great appreciation of Vaishnavism by dressing the Kumaras as Vaishnava Shrestha. In other words, everyone should offer respect to a Vaishnava without considering his source of birth. Vaishnave Jati Bhudhi One should not consider a Vaishnava in terms of birth. The Vaishnava is always the best of the Brahmanas and as such one should offer all respects to a Vaishnava not only as a Brahmana, but as the best of the Brahmanas. Text 13 <clears throat> Prithu Maharaj inquired from the sages about persons entangled in this dangerous material existence because of their previous actions. Could such persons, whose only aim is sense gratification, be blessed with any good fortune? Purport Prithu Maharaj did not ask the Kumaras about their good fortune, for the Kumaras are always auspicious by dint of their life in celibacy. Since they are always engaged on the path of liberation, there was no question of ill fortune. In other words, Brahmanas and Vaishnavas who are strictly following the path of spiritual advancement are always fortunate. The question was asked by Prithu Maharaj for his own sake, since he was in the position of a grihasta and in charge of the royal authority. Kings are not only grihastas, who are generally absorbed in sense gratification, but are sometimes employed to kill animals in hunting because they have to practice the killing art. Otherwise, it is very difficult for them to fight their enemies. Such things are not auspicious. Four kinds of sinful activities, associating with women for illicit sex, eating meat, intoxication, and gambling are allowed for the chatriyas. For political reasons, sometimes they have to take to these simple activities. Chatriyas do not refrain from gambling. One vivid example is the Pandavas. When the Pandavas were challenged by the opposite party, Duryodhana, to gamble and risk their kingdom, they could not refrain. And by that gambling, they lost their kingdom and their wife was insulted. Similarly, the Chatriyas cannot refrain from fighting if challenged by the opposite party. Therefore, Prithu Maharaj, taking consideration of all these facts, inquired whether there is any auspicious path. Grihastha life 
is inauspicious because grihastha means consciousness for sense gratification. And as soon as there is sense gratification, one's position is always full of dangers. This material world is said to be padam padam yat vipadam nateisham, dangerous at every step. Bhagavatam 10, 14, 58. Everyone in this material world is struggling hard for sense gratification. Clearing all these points, Maharaj Prito inquired from the four Kumaras about the fallen conditioned souls who are rotting in this material world due to their past bad or inauspicious activities. Is there any possibility for their auspicious spiritual life? In this verse, the word Indriyartartha Vedinam is very significant. It indicates persons whose only aim is to satisfy the senses. They are also described as patitanam or fallen. One, only one who stops all activities for sense gratification is considered to be elevated. Another significant word is svakarmabhi. One becomes fallen by dint of his own past bad activities. Everyone is responsible for his fallen condition because of his own activities. When activities are changed to devotional service, one's auspicious life begins. Text 14 Prithu Maharaj continued, <clears throat> My dear sirs, there is no need to ask about your good and bad fortune because you are always absorbed in spiritual bliss. The mental concoction of the auspicious and inauspicious does not exist in you. Purport In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Antya 4.176, it is said, Dvaite Vadra Bhadra Jnana Sabha Mano Dharma E Bala E Manda E Sabha Brahma In the material world, the auspicious and inauspicious are simply mental concoctions because such things exist only due to association with the material world. This is called illusion or Atma Maya. We think ourselves created by material nature exactly as we think ourselves experiencing so many things in a dream. The spirit soul, however, is always transcendental. There is no question of becoming materially covered. This covering is simply something like a hallucination or a dream. In Bhagavad Gita 262, it is also said, Sangat Sanjayate Kama. Simply by association, we create artificial material necessities. Jayato Vishyang Pungsa Sangas Teshu Pajayate. When we forget our real position, constitutional position and wish to enjoy the material resources, our material desires manifest and we associate with varieties of material enjoyment. As soon as the concoctions 
of material enjoyment are there. Because of our association, we create a sort of lust or eagerness to enjoy them. And when that false enjoyment does not actually make us happy, we create another illusion known as anger. And by the manifestation of anger, the illusion becomes stronger. When we are illusioned in this way, forgetfulness of our relationship Krishna follows. And thus, by losing Krishna consciousness, our real intelligence is defeated. In this way we become entangled in this material world. In Bhagavad Gita 263, it is said, Krodan Bhavati Samoha Samohat Smriti Vibhramaha Smriti Brangshad Burinasho Burinashat Pranashati By material association, we lose our spiritual consciousness. Consequently, there is the question of the auspicious and inauspicious. But those who are Atmarama or self-realized have transcended such questions. The Atmaramas or self-realized persons gradually making further progress in spiritual bliss come to the platform of association with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is the perfection of life. In the beginning, the Kumaras were self-realized impersonalists, but gradually they became attracted to the personal pastimes of the Supreme Lord. The conclusion is that for those who are always engaged in the devotional service of the Personality of Godhead, the duality of the auspicious and inauspicious does not arise. Prita Maharaj is therefore asking about auspiciousness, not for the sake of the Kumaras, but for his own sake. Text 15 <clears throat> I am completely assured that personalities like you are the only friends for persons who are blazing in the fire of material existence. I therefore ask you how in this material world we can very soon achieve the ultimate goal of life. Purport When saintly persons go from door to door to see those who are too much materially engaged, it is to be understood that they do not go to, the, to ask anything for their personal benefit. It is a fact that saintly persons go to materialists just to give real information of the auspicious. Prita Maharaj was assured of this fact. Therefore, instead of wasting time by asking the Kumaras about their welfare. He preferred to inquire from them whether he could soon be relieved from the dangerous position of materialistic, materialistic existence. This was not, however, a question personally for Prithu Maharaj. It was raised to teach the common man that whenever one meets a great saintly person, one should immediately surrender unto him and inquire about relief from the material pains of existence. Therefore, Srilanartam Dastakur says, Sangsara Vishna Sangsara Vishalane 
We are always suffering from material pangs and our hearts are burning, but we cannot find any way out of it. The materialistic person can also be called a tapasvi, which means someone who is always suffering from material pains. One can get rid of all these material pains only when he takes shelter of the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. This is also explained by Naratam Das Thakur. Golokera Premadana Harinama Sankirtana Ratina Janmila Kenitoi. Naratam Das Thakur regretted that he did not pursue his attraction for the transcendental vibration of the Hare Krishna mantra. The conclusion is that all persons in this material world are suffering from material pains and if one wants to get rid of them, he must associate with saintly persons, pure devotees of the Lord, and chant the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. That is the only auspicious way for materialistic persons. Okay. Next purport is a little long. So we're going to stop our reading tonight. It's 7.43 in the evening on this 27th day of October 2022. We'll start tomorrow with text 16. Is that right? Yes. And we'll wait patiently for the um, reflections from the assembled devotees. Right. First is Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati, Hare Krishna. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Thank God it's Sadhu Sangha time once again. <laughs> Well, thanks for that. And this is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages, my humble obeisances to all. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai Ho, Maharaj, for delivering your matchless service of reading Sri the Prabhupada's books. It seems pretty simple to me, but. I really appreciate how you appreciate the Vaishnavas every day during these readings. Hare Krishna. Thank you for your loyal appreciation for the Vaishnavas and the Bhagavatam. This is from Uttam Paul. Uttam Paul. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. And to you, Sudevi Dasi, I say Hare Krishna. Back to you. And from Paramohini Devi Dasi. Paramohini Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. We have a lot of Hare Krishnas floating around around here. It's very nice. Hare Krishna. 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 H
from Anandamurti? Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all the assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada's transcendental books. I was also only Grihasta before and trying to satisfy only my senses and no aim for spiritual development. But by your mercy and by Srila Prabhupada's mercy, I was guided by real spiritual way. It means I came to know how to serve the Vaishnava to satisfy the Lord's senses. It is nice to hear that, quote, the conclusion is that for those who are always engaged in the devotional service of the Personality of Godhead, the duality of the auspicious and inauspicious does not arise. Hmm. That is why Vaishnavas are always in the transcendental status. Thank you so much. Thank you for extracting that very essential point of all of our reading tonight. This is very nice that you went to the essence. You know, there is nothing auspicious or inauspicious with a person who is in full Krishna consciousness. This is also from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. That is the only auspicious way for materialistic persons. <laughs> Thank you again. Such nice reflections. I'm proud of you for the way you're hearing and uh, noting what's important. Extracting the nectar. This is from Bhakti Nikki. Yes, Bhakti Nikki. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for being so patient, gentle, and encouraging. Oh, Hare Krishna. I didn't, I was any of those things anyway. Thank you. So far not. Yeah. She just says something here. Okay, good. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Tonight there were many important points. Mm. I was wondering about the purport of verse seven that to see a pure devotee or the Lord is always the result of one's agyata sukriti. Hmm. I was wondering whether this is always the case. Always the case. But at the same time, Srila Prabhupada told us that because the saintly person goes, you know, everywhere, uh, sometimes it's the mercy, the pure mercy of that saintly person. But generally, one doesn't come in contact with such a saintly person unless there is some uh, piety in his previous life sometime, somewhere, somehow. Maybe I just answered this, but she commented, what is the, pl- what is the place of causeless mercy? What is the place of causeless mercy? 
We don't deserve it. Even though we're pious, we're in the material world. We may have done pious activities, but uh, to deserve uh, the association of a saint on the level of Srila Prabhupada is causeless mercy. That's the place of causeless mercy. Lord Chaitanya came and he opened up the doors to uh, love of Krishna given freely without consideration of who is pious and who is not, who is fit and who is not. That is the causeless mercy of Lord Chaitanya. And it flows through those persons who are surrendered to his instructions and following his footsteps. Hare Krishna. This is uh, more from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. I like this point also. Quote, Premanjana Churita Bhakti mm. Vilochanena mm. Santa Sadaiva Vidayeshu Vilokayanti Yang Shama Sundara Machinta Gunasvarupam Govindam Aripurushang Tamahang Bajami. The devotees, out of their extreme love for Govinda, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, always carry the Lord within their hearts. The Lord is already in the heart of everyone, but the Vaishnavas and the Brahmanas actually perceive and see Him always in ecstasy. Therefore, Brahmanas and Vaishnavas are carriers of Vishnu. Wherever they go, Lord Vishnu, Lord Shiva, or the devotees of Lord Vishnu are all carried. Hare Krishna. And this is more from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. <coughs> I love to hear in the next purport that the Vaishnavas and Brahmanas are carriers of Vishnu and that they actually perceive the Lord in the heart and see Him always in ecstasy. Read that again. I love to hear in the next purport that the Vaishnavas and Brahmanas are carriers of Vishnu and that they actually perceive the Lord in the heart and see Him always in ecstasy. Hare Krishna, that's a wonderful one. That's a real gem. Thank you. And this is from Bhakti Nikki. Yes, Bhakti Nikki. I have a question, Maharaj. Yes. How do we refrain from becoming puffed up when we hear things that suggest we have done auspicious activities in the past? False pride can come so automatically. Well, you know, there's a limit to what we can do, but there's not a limit to what Krishna can do. So Krishna arranges things in our life so that we get what we need and what we want. So if we need to be humbled, Krishna will arrange it. Srila <coughs> Prabhupada was so intelligent, he was so talented, he was so positioned that he could have become one of the most wealthy persons in India. But Krishna took it all away because he wanted him to come to the West and spread Krishna consciousness all over the world. And before he did that, he tested him in so many ways. And Prabhupada passed every test with flying colors. 
and he ended up doing something that no one else could do. Hare Krishna. This is from Subara. Yes, Subara, we've been waiting. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Ho. Thank you for your daily readings. After listening to the purports of how to receive and honor saintly persons, mm. I wish I can receive and honor you at my home in Minneapolis. <laughs> my standing invitation is there for you, Maharaj. Well, thanks very much for the invitation. We'll see. I can't promise anything. Right now my body is not traveling. <laughs> but you're also welcome to come and see me anytime. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> this is more from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. <clears throat> we heard of the importance of receiving great devotees in one's home, even though one may be poor. I was wondering in this regard, what exactly causes the great fortune in this? Is it the fact that when one opens up one's home, one surrenders the sense of so-called proprietorship? Is it the nearness of the great devotee? Is it the blessings? All of it? It's all of it. All of it together. Us Westerners, we think in a linear way. A, then B, then C, then D. And it's hard for us sometimes to think laterally where we can understand that a whole bunch of things together are causing something to happen. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakti Nikki, she says, Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace. Thank you, Bhakti Nikki. And Subarao. Yes, Subarao. Thank you for your blessings and kind words, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Pranams to you at your lotus feet. My, uh, thank you, thank you very much. Hare Krishna. All right, thanks everyone for their wonderful reflections as usual. And thank you for encouraging me because I need it just as bad as anyone does. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same, same place, same topic as we'll hear from the four Kumaras in, in continuing conversation between Prithu Maharaj and the four Kumaras. Hari Krishna. See you tomorrow night. Haribo.